Hey guys. Hey, welcome to another episode of Pretty Social Podcast. And of course, we are so happy to be back with you guys. Yes. And today, we're talking about patience. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I have struggled with with for like a long time. <laughs> and I'm, I'm definitely way better now, mm-hmm. but I have so much more to go in my growth of being patient. Um, so I really wanted to talk about this because obviously I'm on the journey of trying to be more patient and some days it's way better than others. And I think too, for me, sometimes, um, certain situations or certain people I can be either more or less patient with, which I'm like, I don't understand Mm. because obviously if I have patience, Mm -hmm. like if I actually have that as an ability, why is it that I choose to be more patient with this person than this person or more patient in this situation than this situation versus just across the board? Do you ever feel like you have dealt with that? Um, Now that you say that, I have been told that, that by someone or, yeah, I think just one person. And I'll say my husband has said, like, I feel like you have more patience for other people than you do for me. Mm. Like, you'll Mm -hmm. have more patience and grace for your friends and family, but you don't have that much patience and grace for me. Mm. So I was like, huh, that is interesting how we do that. And I, I really wonder why you know have you thought about why um so I've kind of went back and forth and I think it just depends so I think sometimes we have like specific expectations from some people that we don't have for other people so when that expectation's not met Mm -hmm. or maybe it falls short um in your own mind you're like you're very impatient yeah um And then I think sometimes some people are just more difficult than others to deal with. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, so for me, I have uh, probably from the top of my head two people that I can be more impatient with than anyone else. Mm. And they're both difficult in their own sense, Mm -hmm. different than each other but in their own sense they're both difficult or can be at least um and i think almost because i know that i'm already anticipating like oh lord here we go this is gonna be and i think that already starts to kind of bubble up something in me like you're already kind of getting negative about the situation because you know how this person is Mm. so then when it pans out the way that you've already thought about in your head you're like up I knew it. And then you get, in, yeah. at least in this situation mm, for me. And I think that could also be maybe. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense because you kind of work yourself up to, you know, you just put put it in like a, a negative expectation and you kind of create the situation yeah. before it even happens. I like what you said about the expectation because I think that in my situation with the example I just used and I have mm-hmm. to think more if there's other examples of me having patience with other people and not with some people and not others. Mm-hmm. But I think that like it's like but you know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know me. You yeah. know what I don't like. You right. know what bothers me. You already know. They don't know. Right. You know what I mean? They're not going to understand me. So, say, for instance, there's a certain phrase that I don't like or that I find offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing a lot of people don't like is the word, the term female. A lot of women don't like the oh, term female. Okay. And um, maybe if I express that to you, like, oh, I hate that word, so you don't call me female. Yeah. But if somebody else approaches me and says... Oh, um, I think you're a beautiful female or mm-hmm. I love female podcasts. I'm not going to be like, don't, cause you know what I mean? Because they yeah, don't know, yeah, but yeah. I expect you not to do it. So do you think that's fair? Do you think it's fair that you have patience with other people? Like, I don't, I don't think it's fair. I, in my mind, like, again, goes to a perfect world, which is not. Mm-hmm. And this is just life. In my mind, I feel like if I have patience then it should be across the board. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, again, things happen, mm-hmm. and let's say you're in a situation that is just more difficult than the situation prior. Mm-hmm. Then it might take a lot more work to be patient. And I could see fall, falling short on that. But the fact that I know, at least for me, that I have two people who I can be impatient with almost instantly mm-hmm. is like, that's me. Mm-hmm, in my mind, mm-hmm. even though they're difficult, the fact that I know that they can be difficult and the one person isn't even like 
purposefully difficult. So it's like, if I know this, then yeah. that is something in me that I need to check. Yeah. Why am I being so quick? Why, why am I so quick to be impatient with this person when I know what to expect mm-hmm. and I am a grown adult who needs to learn how to control their emotions and cope with things better. That's how yeah. I feel. And I know, again, we're not perfect, but I, I know that's a downfall for right. me. And I it's like, I don't, for, at least in my situation, I don't want to try to justify like, oh, it's okay for me to be impatient with this person mm-hmm. than it is with this person. Or to even really put the blame on that person. Because if I already know like the one other person who I feel like really pushes my buttons and does the most to make me impatient, whether if they mean to or not. Um, though I know that about them, then my expectations should not be that high for that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I should go into this knowing, okay, so this is probably going to happen. Just prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't get negative about it, but just be like, this is probably going to happen. So when it happens, you can be like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like regulate my, I should be able to regulate my emotions Ugh. across the board it's so easier said <laughs> than is. done honey, really cause I have a person <laughs> like that too who mm-hmm. based off almost every interaction with this person I should know like I'll be having a text battle with this person mm-hmm. and I'll be like I don't care what they say I'm not responding then I read it and be like oh my gosh like, they oh, know you where to put your button <sighs> I was like well, how do I get sucked in every yeah. single time when I just should not but I definitely get that and yeah. I think that like I wonder why we do that especially when a person is innocent like yes for sure that's my biggest thing yeah like, this person's not even purposefully trying to do this or they truly can't help it mm-hmm. um let's it's like this is not my example but let's say for instance a kid we know a kid is a kid. A kid like, is a kid. And I know a lot of people are super impatient with kids. And if you know yeah. that, then don't work with kids. <laughs> but um, I'm just using that example because it's we, we've all been around kids. Mm-hmm. We've all been around kids who are easier than mm-hmm. others. And I think, um, I don't know. I just, that's, that's kind of where I go to mm-hmm. in that scenario is like, we, if you know that this person can't control this, like, I, I oftentimes will feel guilty. Like, dang it. Like, I knew mm-hmm. this. I knew this was going to happen. And I responded in, in a way that I did not want to respond. Or yeah. I feel bad responding in this way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I when I'm approaching that person, I try to, like, remind myself of that. Like, if I think this might be a difficult situation with this person, remind yourself in the beginning that, hey, this can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, go into it level-headed, Yeah. breathe, and I have been getting better mm-hmm. in that. I have really grown in the last few years oh, yeah, with this good. person. And I think a lot of times as I realize I can't do anything about it. Mm. Let that person be that person. If it gets too much, walk away, take a breath, mm-hmm. come back. And when I do that, I respond in such a better way, and typically that situation will pan out differently yeah. in a much better more positive light than what yeah. it would if I lose my patience. Yeah, because, I mean, we're human. So yeah. we need a minute sometimes. Yeah. And we're not always going to respond in the perfect way. Mm-hmm. Like, I've grown a lot with my kids. Like, mm-hmm. used to yell at my kids. Like, mm-hmm. it's... And, but, and it was so crazy because I would get impatient with them. And um, I never, like, screamed, cursed at them, yeah. like, talked down on them. But I would yell, like, come on, what is that? Why, you know what time we had to be ready why are you been there done that yeah <laughs> and i'm screaming and i hated it because i would be filled with so much regret after mm-hmm. i didn't yelled at them all morning rushed them out the door yeah. what's taking you so long you should have had this ready why you forget that you, you mm-hmm. left your tablet uncharged again mm-hmm. and now bye have a good day at school mm. Nobody who's having a good day at school after they've been screamed at all morning mm-hmm. about do da 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 and then it's like the crazy thing is I didn't necessarily see nothing wrong with it until I would see another parent fuss ah, at their kid mm-hmm. and I'm like, Leave them alone And then you think like 
Yes. Ooh, I'm, I, I literally I literally watch people yell at their children that was five and six. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's literally no reason for you to be screaming at a five-year-old. And that made me <laughs> yeah. look at my kids in yeah. that same light as I yeah. look at other people's kids. Like, this is a little freaking kid. Right. They don't know how to have their schedule together and get up and be Not on time and move all. quickly. Like, and if anything, <laughs> and, you know, through six, ten years of parenting, <laughs> um, is... We are the responsible ones. So if you, and, and I've learned this and I've implemented it. Like, I know that Nate is on the slower end in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I am an early bird. I get up early. I have a lot done in the morning before anyone's even awake. That's just how I am. That's how I operate. He's not. He's more of, like, a night owl. Mm-hmm. So then when he gets up, he's real slow. So... We have gone through moments like that in the morning. Come on, come on, come on. You know we leave at this time every single day. Why is your stuff not on? You should have your shoes on. This is the Whatever. And then I think to myself, <laughs> you're the adult. If you know, although obviously I get as kids get older, they need to learn responsibility and stuff. Yeah. And he's learning that for sure. But if I know he's slower, okay, you're going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. Okay, is 30 minutes working? Okay, maybe not. Now you're going to wake up an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. That way... You have your stuff done. Mm-hmm. And I've even had times where I put them on a time schedule. Like, you're going to get up at 5. Then you're going to have your stuff ready by this time. You're going to have everything by the door by this time. That way, when it's time to go, all you got to do is grab your stuff and go. Mm-hmm. When I implemented that way, so much so more much smoother. Okay. And it's like, as an adult, <laughs> we have to realize, cause like you said, they're kids. Yeah. They don't know anything about life. Why, yeah. why do you think that they're going to get up and get dressed and have all their stuff ready? And yes, it can be frustrating because in our adult mind, we're like, duh, like, yeah. this is life. Like, come we on, We want them to it. be responsible <laughs> and on task. And at five or six, that's not going to happen. Come on now. I mean, it will literally be something like, I have to, I, and I tell, I tell them, like, or I used to fuss at them and yeah. say, I feel like I have to watch y'all get ready in order for y'all to get ready because mm-hmm. I will say, Go brush your teeth, go wash your face, get dressed, and come back and see them on their tablet or something. <laughs> and I'm like, do I literally have, or clean in their room? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I tell them to clean their room, it'll take them literal hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I go and watch them and, like, guide them, yeah. we'll have it done in 30, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. And I'm like, why do I have to watch y'all do this? And the answer is because they're children. Right. They're not <laughs> grown um responsible adults with the schedule who stick to a task and it's like just having that understanding so what about when it comes to fully functioning adults patients with other adults it's hard um it can be hard i should say so one of my issues with patients is and this is across the board whether if it's with people or situation Mm -hmm. is i have a sense um, i'm trying to think of how i say this like i don't want to say i'm a control freak mm-hmm. but i like control mm-hmm. i like i'm someone who i very organized i like order every single morning i wake up with a task list like this needs to be done this needs to be done this needs to be done i have what it needs to be done throughout the week i'm just like that's who i am mm-hmm. and that's how i operate and i have over the years realized that's not how everyone operates and that's okay because <laughs> everyone has their own thing but because I have so much order in my life and I have so much structure and this happens here and this is when I do this and um, and then when it doesn't go that way, it's <laughs> like, and, and I've gotten better with that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't freak out like I used to because I used to have panic attacks and anxiety and things like that. But um, I can get impatient when things don't go the way that I think they should go. So let's say one thing is work. Um, although I like, um, I've have, I have liked most of my coworkers over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning like, not just like as a person, but just like their work ethic, things like that. But throughout the years, I've had moments where people have come in and they just don't do things the way I do. And not mm-hmm. saying that they have to do, like they just don't work good. Mm. Like, they just come in, do the most bare minimum, and then leave. And then I'm left with everything. Or if I ask another person at work to do something, they give maybe 50%, and they Mm. don't do it well. And it's come, and I hate this because it shouldn't be this, but it's sometimes I get the mentality of, if you want to do it right, do it yourself. Yeah. And I know with some people in some situations, 
that may very well be true. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you may be working with someone or living with someone who doesn't do something up to what your standard is. Um, I know one time I went into counseling years ago um, and I just had a lot going on in my life and Nate was very young mm-hmm. and that's actually when I was brought to my attention of the control that I have, oh. the control issue I had. And um, I was the counselor. I don't know how we got on the subject, but you know, I was telling her, like, I keep my place clean, this, this, and that. Like, I'm very about structure, I'm about all this stuff. And then she was like, so what do you do when things aren't done your way? And I'm like, well, how? She's like, well, give me something, an example, at your house. And I'm like, okay, one thing I hate <laughs> more than anything, well, maybe not more than anything, but one of my pet peeves is wrinkles in a, med, in a uh, bed, a made bed. I hate wrinkles so much. Like, if I have my bed spread out and I see, like, a little butt imprint I know someone sat on my bed and I want to know why so (laughs) I know it sounds crazy like me saying it but that's just one of my things I really just like a nice neat clean bed so when I ask Nate to clean his bed or to make his bed literally he takes the blanket off his floor throws it on the bed puts his pillow on there and then leaves and I'm like that's not a made bed Mm -hmm. so then I go in and make the bed after like, I, and obviously, it's not hard to make a bed, but I go make a bed after. And my counselor was like, why would you do that? You, he did what you asked. And I said, but he didn't do it the way I want it to be done. And she's like, but it's not all about the way you want it to be done. And I'm like, but you don't understand. The blanket was just rolled up on top of the bed. That's not making a bed. But, you know, having that conversation made me realize, like, it's okay for people to not do the things the way you do them. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there may have to be some compromise, especially living with people. And you, I know for me, I can't have a husband who doesn't put things back in the way they go. Even if we have to sit down and agree where they go. I don't want to be searching around the house looking for right. the spoons. Because every other day, they're in a different drawer. Like, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. But, like, I have to realize that you, I have to let up the control. Mm-hmm. I can't keep controlling things and people but when it comes to people I think that's one of my biggest things it's just like I can't control the situation you are a whole entire adult and obviously you have say in what you do and how you do it Mm -hmm. and I can't do nothing about it but sit back and let you do it yeah that's true I mean and you'll drive yourself crazy trying (sighs) to control other adults Mm -hmm. or you just may not even be the best person that people want to be around when you try to control Mm -hmm. every single situation yeah um i was actually just having a conversation with somebody about like how you know hanging out with friends um like say you're with a group and everybody's trying to figure out what we want to do you know what i'm saying i know what i want to do i'm always going to know what i want to do um, and I would, in past situations, be the type of person to say, yeah, I want to do this. Let's do this. And they might be like, I'm kind of like, why I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we should do this. It's better. It's closer. It's funner. It's whatever. Yeah. And they don't want to do it. And I'm now I'm miserable the whole time because mm-hmm. we did something else. But I'm like, where's the fun in you know, doing only what you want to do. And now you're the only person who's happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then I kind of came to the realization that it's way more important for me to be around people that I love than mm-hmm. to only do the thing I want to do. Yes. So I'm going to know what I want to do still. You know what I mean? I'm not indecisive when it comes to stuff like that. If somebody says, let's get food, I'm like, oh, I got a taste for barbecue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm right. like that. Um, but now I've learned to... That, first of all, it's just more important to me that everybody has a good time than yeah, we doing sure. what I want to do. We for could sure. literally go to, someone say, a vegan restaurant. Mm-hmm. I prefer we don't. Yeah. But someone can say that, and I'm like, I'll find something. I just want to hang right. out. I just want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like letting go of that control because it's not fun to be around somebody that's controlling and wants no, things their and, way all and, the time. And purposefully, like like is almost bossy about it like and then when it doesn't get their way you can tell see Mm -hmm. i'm the type of person that again i've said this before in past like i'm really good at masking things Mm -hmm. so if something doesn't go away unless it's one of those people (laughs) that i'm impatient with (laughs) like most of the time i'll just internalize it and just be like okay well whatever Mm -hmm. and then it goes away like it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. anymore than what it was in the past usually if i know like okay like this person is just not going to do what i asked them to do in the way that i think they should do it like whatever like if i have to go behind them and fix it i will or if i had to go back and ask them like hey 
so-and-so doesn't want it this way, I need you Mm -hmm. to do it this way, then I can do that as well. But I've just learned to try to find ways to cope with that better Mm -hmm. so that, because it did drive me crazy back in the day. (laughs) It really did drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, um, how do you feel like, and this might be for different situations, but let's say that there is a desire on your heart for something in your life. It could be you personally. It can be something in your family. It can be something external that you have been desiring, you have been waiting for, you have been praying for, and it just feels like, God, I have been waiting and praying <laughs> and hoping for this long. Yeah. How do you feel like you operate in those in, in those situations? Do you feel like you are patiently waiting do you feel like you get impatient often do you feel like it can just be like however i feel on that day um i I, it's crazy because one thing really popped right into my head that's Uh something that i really want Mm -hmm. and um i kind of have different modes now i will say i'm not very good at being patient Mm -hmm. because there is something that i'm working towards that i really really want that i've been wanting for years Mm -hmm. and my work ethic is what determines how soon i'll have that or not you know what i mean it's not like one of those things where you really don't have much control yeah my control is my discipline and my work ethic Mm -hmm. and i have modes where i'm like okay one-year plan, two-year plans, this is going to happen, let's yeah. do this, boom, 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 we're going to make it happen yeah. this year, this season, mm-hmm. and put a plan together and super motivated. And then I have the mode where I'm like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm just going to go do something else mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that is not, that's going to really mess me up. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of mm-hmm. like if I could give an example of like somebody waiting on their husband and it's like, well, yeah. I'm tired of waiting. I'm going to just go talk to whoever. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, kind of okay. how I get in that mode of like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm going to just do this. Da, da, da. And then I also have my mode where I'm just coasting, which is most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where okay. I'm just like, it'll happen one day, but I'm not implementing a plan. Okay. I'm not doing anything to hurt it, but I'm not doing anything to help it. It's just it. something that's sitting on your it's heart. It's sitting it's there. there. And it's like, I just don't want to think about it because it just seems so far away sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it seems like yeah. it's so hard to get to sometimes. Okay. But, you know, I wish I would just stay focused mm-hmm. on that goal and not give up and not just forget about it and just actually continue to work towards it. So yeah. I feel like I go through all of those with coasting being the, mm, but the mo- most popular. Yeah. Mm, what about you? <laughs> So, I think it's situational. I feel like, I think there's only one thing that's been a desire on my heart that I've really had a desire for. And that is something that is in my control. Like, Mm. well, maybe two things. Um, So, okay, I'm just going to put everything out there. (laughs) All right. Might as well, instead of me trying to figure out how to say these things. That's what I was just doing. Like, I don't know why I'm being secretive. (laughs) Because, listen, I'm going to speak it out into existence. God's going to hear it. And he's going to And somebody out there may be waiting on the same things that we're waiting for. And it's not like anything that's like weird. Like, yeah, yeah, you're weird. Um, (laughs) So one thing that's in my control that I know and I've expressed millions of times on the social media, well, maybe social media too, but on the (laughs) podcast, is uh, my desire to be married. Mm -hmm. But I have been patient in the sense that um, I've been single for this long. Like, I'm not out here just dating guys and you know, messing around with people or whatever. Like, I'm not, like, lowering my standards, doing things like that. So, mm-hmm. I think I've been patient in the sense of, like, I'm not going out trying to do it myself. Mm-hmm. But also, there has been a long period of time where I purposefully was being single because of mm-hmm. whatever reason. Because I was hurt, because I was discouraged, because of whatever. And I just was completely turned off from dating. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, um, I had been patient. I mean, there's times where I'm like, dang I'm going to be 35 this year. Can we speed up the process? But then I think to myself, like, well, Gabby, every time someone asks you out, you always tell them no. Like, (laughs) you're clearly blocking your blessings. So um, I think overall, like, I've been, I've operated out of patience. Um, I'm curious to see where I'll be going from here on out since I've declared that I'm going to do my best Mm-hmm. To open up and, try and accept a date one day. <laughs> um, and, and then we'll see. We'll see where the patience comes from there. Because I think once I actually start really dating mm-hmm. and maybe even dating around to meet people, 
how I'm going to feel on that because that may be more discouraging than I yeah. could think. Uh, you, <laughs> you never, never know. know. You never know. So that's <laughs> one. Um, another one that I have control over is like I really just have a desire um, for me and like really to set up like my immediate family. I mean, obviously my loved ones, but financial freedom. Mm. Um, and obviously I'm in a position where I'm working part time because I'm in school full time. I'm taking care of my family members so it's really hard (laughs) to be like financially free in a situation where you're working part-time because you got all this going on so I know that's in my control but it's not something that I'm like god I gotta do this now like right I I save I'm very good at saving um and I'm Mm. I'm in a comfortable place not complacent but a comfortable place like I'm not stressed out I'm not like not able to pay bills and things like that so I think like me going to school to get into a career that I desire, where I feel like I have purpose in, that will catapult me mm-hmm. higher. Um, I think that is working towards it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take a little bit of a journey to get yeah. there. Um, yeah. So those are two things that I that have really been on my heart for a while. Um, but I think I'm progressing. Yeah. In, a, in, in at least the right direction. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you're in school, so you're yeah. you're actively working right. towards one of those goals. Exactly. Um, one thing that has been probably my biggest desire um, for the last few years is like just learning about Huntington's disease and learning about obviously my mom having it and my family members having it and just like. That is like a, a daily battle. Like every single day is a daily battle to to like emotionally and mentally. Like it affects mm-hmm. me so much every day. And some days are better than others, but um I have moments where I'm like two days ago was today. Yep, two days ago. I was in my bed bowling my eyes out praying. <laughs> so it's like those are the moments when you don't have control. Like I literally have no control for my mom or my family members to be relieved from this disease like that is literally a god move like Mm -hmm. doctors scientists they're like there's no cure they will die like they're even though they are trying to find a cure at this point they're like it's inevitable they're going to progress it's going to be rapid and they're going to die so i'm like okay god i literally can only turn to you mm-hmm. there's literally nothing else i can do but turn to you yeah and in those moments though i try to be patient i will be honest and say i get really angry at god sometimes in that and he's worked on my heart in that because i know i can't blame him mm-hmm. for that because he doesn't cause us to be sick. He doesn't, like, it's not, like, his desire for us to yeah. suffer in that way. But it happens. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, just because we're Christians or just because we're good people or whatever you want to call it doesn't mean that we are, mm-hmm. like, immune to anything happening to us. Um, mm-hmm. And But there are times where I get so impatient. And I'm like, God, like, and I think I've said this. I don't know if the episodes are dropped or if it's going to drop. But I had uh, mentioned one time where I'm like, even though I honor uh, God and I speak to him in the way that he should be spoken to, I'm also like, you are my father. I am your child. You know me inside out. You know my thoughts. You know my feelings. I'm not about to sugarcoat things that hide them from you. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm hurt and I'm mad and right now I feel like that is towards you, mm-hmm. you're gonna, you already know that. You already know my heart. Yeah. So why am I going to, like, act like, oh, yeah, no, God, I'm cool. Like, no, God, yeah, I'm, I'm upset. There's been times where I've, like, got, I'm done. I'm done talking to you about this. I'm done. Like, I don't care no more. Do what you want to do. I'm done. And then, you know, I throw my little temper tantrum, and I come <laughs> right back to him. And so, in one sense, I'm patient to a degree, a very small degree, because there's still hope. There's still faith. There's still, like, I'm holding on to the most tiniest glimmer of, like, mustard seed of faith. Like, God, I, I know you have the power. It's just, like, I'm going to keep on praying because I know you have it. But I think that's where my impatience comes from because I've had conversations with God where I'm, like, if we're your children, and I know, you guys, I don't want you guys judging me. I know this is, when I think about it, I know this is not correct. But I think to myself, if we're your children and you're God and you're all-powerful and you're this, and you see us suffering and you see us praying and you see us crying, like, 
why don't you do something about it? Like, in my mind, I think, like, if my son was crying every day in his room, like, wanting something so bad, and it was, like, his heart's deepest desire, and I knew I could provide it, like, I would, in my mind, I think, like, of course, here yeah. you go. But then again, I'm like, how can I, a mere human being who is so, like, without God, nothing, even try to compare myself in that way to mm. him? Like, when I think about, he really, truly doesn't have to do anything else for me. He's already done enough. I have salvation. I have heaven yeah. as eternity. Like, he literally doesn't have to do anything else yeah, for me if he didn't yeah. want to. But that's when I get most frustrated because I'm like, God, you see. I, I, there's some times where I'm like, and I know we can't bargain with God, but I'm like, God, I will give up this, 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 this. And that. All my other desires, I will give them up and give them to you if you just grant this. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you know what? I, I, I have no control. All yeah. I can do is keep trusting. I can keep praying. And then I ask God, like, if it's not your will, then please remove this desire from my heart and just sustain me yeah. in, in my role. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm at in that. Yeah, I it, it's so interesting, too, just to hear, like, it, how you express yourself to God because mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I've, I've literally been like crying asking Mm -hmm. god like i don't understand like why would you allow this to happen Mm -hmm. make it make sense it's not making sense Mm -hmm. it's no explanation yeah but i always come back to thinking like my little finite (laughs) mind like Mm -hmm. we have no way of ever understanding god or his plan or what he you know what i mean and it it just makes me think about a little kid who like, matter of fact, this is so crazy because I just had this conversation with Maddie last mm-hmm. night. She told me a kid made fun of her because she don't have an iPhone. Oh. And she, yeah, and so she really... I didn't have a phone until I was 16. <laughs> okay. And she didn't have, she doesn't have an iPhone. She's like, hey, oh, I, my phone fell out of my book bag one day and the kid seen it and he made fun of me because I don't have an iPhone. Like, and why can't I have an iPhone? And, blah, blah, blah. Oh. and the phone that she has, I can restrict, I can watch and. Yes. She doesn't understand, you know, what having an iPhone comes with, like the exposure that these kids have, the oh, things yeah. that they see, the 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 access that people have to them with certain types of phones and things like that. She just doesn't get it. In her mind, everybody has an iPhone in the fifth grade. That's all the logic she needs. You know what I mean? And we come up with all of our great logic of why this and that, but we literally have no clue. We simply don't understand because we're not an omniscient, omnipresent God. So anyway, I just wanted to touch on that. So a couple things came up for me while you was talking. So I'm going to just throw them out there real quick because I don't want to go on and on and on. Uh, First thing, what I was talking about before was being a homeowner and owning a home. Um, And and when I said, like, sometimes I want to make a rash decision, it's just like, I just want to say, forget it and go rent somewhere in the Mm -hmm. neighborhood, an area that I really want to live. But doing that is only going to slow me down because, you know, financially and everything else, it'll just stop us from getting to our actual goal of owning a home. Where we good? Where we at? And this is the best place to be. But this requires patience. But it's like, forget doing what's smart (laughs) and let's do what's stupid, but it feels good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, patience with my grief with my mom. Uh, Um, Next week Mm -hmm. could be a three year anniversary of my mom's passing. And I honestly feel frustrated. I guess Mm -hmm. I really didn't fully understand the grief process or maybe it's different with my mom because I've lost people before. Yeah. I lost my friend Stephan in high school to leukemia. I lost my uncle, another uncle to cancer. I lost an uncle to drugs. I've mm-hmm. lost lots of family members. Yeah. And it was very difficult. But nothing feels like <sighs> when I lost my mom. Yeah. And it's like very, I, I just, I guess I get frustrated because I still just feel this hole in me. Like I feel this void. I just yeah. feel this emptiness. And I'm like, it's been three years. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm wondering like, is this a forever thing? Mm-hmm. And I just get frustrated because it just don't seem fair. Yeah. And I feel like I know you probably deal with that sometimes sure. too um, sure. with your mom's, with yeah. Huntington's disease. And it's like, it just feels like it's not 
fair. Like, it's yes. just conversations. I will literally think of things that I could only talk to my mom about or want to ask her. But you can't. You can't. There's no asking her. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's people who could literally go sit up with their mom and have dinner. Oh or who can gosh. literally just have a conversation or ask her for advice or be like, Mom, tell me stories about back when you was in college or back when you you want to know about stories and things that happened and you want to see them bond with your kid you want to see all these things and you simply cannot Mm -hmm. and you see people do it all the time like it blows my mind when i see people in their 20s and their 30s going shopping with their mom dinner i don't mean to make you cry i'm sorry i'm trying (sighs) but it's very hard it is very hard and not to be cliche but if you can do that Please don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. If you can go see your mom and y'all can cook together, clean together, shop together, talk together, have a sip of wine or tea or coffee or whatever together, do it. Don't take it for granted, you know, because everybody does not have the opportunity. And, and, and it's a and it's a fight daily. Oh like, y'all heard gosh. both of us just express it's a fight daily because even though we have to accept what it is, that don't make it always easier. No, not at all. It actually makes <laughs> it really hard to accept something that you have no control over, and especially when it's something that's that close to your heart. Um, and whether if it's a, a parent for you, whether if it's a child for you, whether if it's a spouse, like whatever it is, each person has their own thing. But like, it's so hard to be in the midst of something that you so strongly miss or desire and be like, but I literally can't do anything You literally can't. Because there's people who have fallen, had a fallout with their parent and they can miss them and they can decide, you know what, I want to make this right. Yep. But when you can't, you can't. Like. And then what do you do? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? That's very hurtful. So that's the thing too that I have to be patient with myself. Yeah. On my grief process. For sure. And, and I have to relax and take time to understand it. Like, I just was at a funeral recently, and this person I knew and I had a relationship with, but I wasn't extremely close, but I was so emotional. Yeah. I was so hurt at that funeral. I was so sad. Like, you know, it was very hurtful to just be in that room. Yeah. Um, and they had their funeral. The funeral was at the same place that my mom's uh, funeral was. And gosh. I was literally, like, three or four rows back from, you know, sitting where I just sat to... Yeah. to you know, give my mom a going home service. And so, yeah. um, it's so crazy because when I think back to my mom's funeral, I thought I was okay. Mm-hmm. I literally thought I was fine. I was like, um, you know, I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Like they told me, they prepared yeah. me. We did FaceTimes. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter prepared. because I really was like, well, I had time to process it. It was literally me as her daughter mm-hmm. comforting her friends because they was a mess. Yeah. I mean, it was just, they couldn't breathe. They couldn't yeah, talk. Right. They was a mess. And I felt so bad for them because yeah. I knew how close they were to my mom. Mm-hmm. And, but I was the one who had it together because I had time to process it. And I understand mm-hmm. and I've accepted it and I get it, God. And then it was like six months later. Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah. What is this pain? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it did not go the way you would have thought it went. I just, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. you can't really prepare for it no matter how much notice you think you have you can't prepare for it so it's just like now realizing that it doesn't go the way you pictured Mm -mm. it to go and just being patient and talking to god along the way and just trying to figure that out yeah so it didn't mean to make us all sad but no and that's what pretty social is about everything (sighs) yeah it is all good and bad good and bad highs and lows um but yes for sure like, I think people have, and, I, and I, maybe at some point, whenever we're prepared, we can do an episode about grief. We haven't really had a whole episode about that. I know that will be Ooh. a lot. And that would probably, <laughs> that would literally, I know me. That would probably be a whole entire me crying episode. <laughs> but um, I think people have um, this misconception of grief. Mm-hmm. Or, or they think that they lose a person, they mourn for so long, and then it's done. And then they're like, oh. I just have great memories of them and I just feel awesome yeah. and this isn't this, that not like saying so feel awesome that they're gone but like you just feel so much better in yourself and it's like obviously everyone experiences grief differently mm-hmm. and there may be people who can cope with it much differently than others mm-hmm. um but grief is a process especially when it's something or someone who is close to you like that 
it's okay to constantly be hurting. It's okay to feel that way. I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously, we don't want people to be in a place where they stay in depression. Because I think situational depression is very common in Mm -hmm. those situations. And people can just remain in that. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to mourn that person. It's okay to cry 20 years after the passing. Because... Mm -hmm. That's the person you cared so much yeah. about. Like, yeah, uh, it, it's and, and it looks different for everyone. Um, and even different situations. Like, I haven't gotten to the point place yet where I've lost my mom, but I still mourn her every single day. Like, I mourn not being able to have that relationship. I'm I mourn the fact that even though she is my mom, like she's still my mom. She's still physically here. But I am more so of a mom to her than she is to me. And I just have to, I just have to accept that. Yeah. But it's still mourning to a degree. And, and, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not feel like you have to be strong. Or that you're supposed to just get past this. It's, you don't just get past things mm-hmm. like that. I still cry over my dang on dog that I had back in high school that passed away. Oh my like, <laughs> listen, it's okay. And yeah. it's a process and you have to be patient. With it yourself is. You have that. to be patient. Yeah, that that's a big one for me. And then yeah. the last one that came to my mind while you were talking that I feel like I do have control over okay. is our podcast okay i was literally thinking recently about the podcast and how we know where we want to take it we know where we want to go with it we know all the amazing and wonderful things we want to do we have (laughs) ideas we have Mm -hmm. meetings we have a trillion notes and ideas of what we want to do and how we're going to do it and how and i'm just like what are we doing when are we going to actually (laughs) start doing the things that we need to do in order to bring it all to fruition it's not that we we can't control numbers right you know we can't control you know how many people how much money we make off of it right away or whatever the case but we can control taking actionable steps to get where we want to go and i feel like sometimes because we are crazy busy people we have a lot on our plate and we know we plan on getting to it, and I just don't want us to get comfortable mm-hmm. with just, you know, doing the bare minimum of what we have yep. to do to continue our podcast, because we love the podcast, yeah. but I sometimes think, like, this is something that only us is holding us back from. It is. And it's literally it about, is. like, why aren't we doing the things? <laughs> Listen, we put it out there. Yeah. Because I, I, I think about this quite often. Uh, I mean, obviously, we record weekly, we drop weekly. Mm-hmm. So when I think about, because I have that notebook of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just, so when I go <laughs> in there and I'm like, dang, you wanted to do this? Or what even spurs it up even more is like, um, so No For Sure podcast. If you guys ever listen to it. Love them. There is so many things. The crazy, It's so crazy, number it's one. Crazy. Because we both came out about the same time. Mm-hmm. We are both very similar in the sense of where we're going in direction. Like, they talk a lot about healing and growth and evolving. Yes. That, is our, that was our whole entire Target thing. Target audience is millennials. I think, I think we dropped, like, a couple weeks before, before there. Right before then. And I'm glad we, we did because we not we're so similar <laughs> that I could literally see how somebody would be like, Y'all trying to be no for sure. Uh, uh, listen, but we came back. out first. We, came we dropped our mission statement <laughs> first. And obviously they didn't copy us because they don't right, know no, us. No, they don't know us. But it's crazy how similar. And you see that they've... They're, but they're do- the thing is, and, and I get, in one sense, I don't really focus so much on them blowing up. Because obviously they, they have a name already. Mm-hmm, they start mm-hmm. off with a name. We're just two women from Akron. Mm-hmm. Like, not to say that that's like downplaying anything, but like... We aren't known. We're not celebrities. Yeah, we're not known for <laughs> things. So I can see that. But my thing is, like, the things that they drop and the things that they're doing are literally the things that Nikki and I have discussed. Yes. We've talked about Ugh. doing live podcasts. We've talked about we want to do uh, books and merch and all this stuff that they're dropping. I'm like, oh, my God, why don't we just do it? Like, this is literally the stuff that we're talking about. And when we see the other people do it, it's like... Why aren't we doing this? Why haven't we done it? I mean, literally. But you, like you said, we're holding ourselves back, although we are busy. Yeah. If there is something that we really want, and I've, I've told myself this many times, is like, Gabby, just pick three of your top things that you want from this podcast right now. Mm. Send them to Nikki 
see if any of them line up with her. Let's see if we can narrow down to one thing, focus on one thing one at thing a time. One thing at a time. That's a good idea. Like, honestly, <laughs> like that's all it takes is one thing at a time. Yeah. With, with the way our lives are. But that's just a baby step to getting closer to where you want to be. Yeah. If we said, okay, the first thing, and this is just throwing things out there. I'm not saying this is what we're going to do. But if we said, okay, the first thing we want to do is merch. Okay, let's let's start brainstorming all these different things. How much is this going to be? Where are we going to get it from? How are we going to do this? This is that. Yeah. And then we focus on that. Once we got that down, okay, what's the next thing? Oh, we really want to do a book. Okay, let's how we do this. Okay, what do we want to do? Oh, we really want to do touring. And do it that way instead of saying, okay, this is all the things we want to do. How do we do it? Yeah, and we will have great <laughs> meetings with great yes. ideas, and then we go home and it just kind of fades into the yep. abyss. Yep. But we record it. <laughs> so, Still going to get us every month. Yeah, that's just another <laughs> one of the things that I think about, and I yeah. think about just how big it could be. And I'm like, yes. it's not just our brand. It's my brand, and it's yes. your brand. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, Gabby mm-hmm. is pretty social podcast. Mm-hmm. Nikki is pretty social podcast. You know, and I'm like, we don't even always have to wait for each other to do everything together yeah. because, like I said, this is my that's brand, true. too. You know that's what I mean? I can true. go out and represent this brand and do things for this brand because I'm half of it. I'm 50% of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, just that is one of the things that, you know, I get that mode again of just mm-hmm. coasting. Like, I feel yeah. like we've been coasting and then For it's sure. like, I get really excited, but then you have to put the steps in action so you can actually see the things coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. So I don't get frustrated yet. I haven't gotten to a point, maybe because we're still new-ish. We've been at it for about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, we're still new-ish. And I think we have done, I mean... Obviously, we only us know from where we started to yeah. where we're at now in all the logistics of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've done amazing for the first yeah, year and a half. We have. Like, if yeah. we've, I mean, there are. Yeah. <laughs> I us on the back. Um, there are podcasts <laughs> that don't even last a year. Yeah. Um, there are podcasts who are very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. There are podcasts that, you know, just aren't where we're at. Yeah. And I think that although we have these huge aspirations for what we want to do with the podcast and we have this huge purpose for it, um, like we still are making strides. Yeah. Maybe not at the pace that we want to go, mm-hmm. and that's okay because then when we're aware of that, then mm-hmm. we can tweak it. But I, I don't want to be so... Because I've been hard on myself a few times with a podcast. of like, dang mm. it. Like, what? <gasps> Frustrating. <laughs> but then I'm like, you know what? No. You're, you're still, you guys are, we're still doing good. We're still, we're still doing, doing good. really good. And we're still making content. And, and yes, there are areas we can grow. Yes, there are areas that we will grow. And there are, are things that we will put out. And we will do the big things that we want. But it's just taking those baby steps yeah. to get there. Just taking it. So now we know. We, know. we have to hold ourselves know. accountable. Y'all know. Y'all going to be like, okay, when's the merch? When's the tour? <laughs> bug us so we can exactly. be like, hey, we got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bug us. Y'all hit us up. When you hear this, send us a DM and be yes. like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> because y'all know how we record. This is going to be this oh is coming gosh. out once from probably now. probably come out in like November. <laughs> At this point. That'll be so funny. <laughs> Hopefully all this stuff will be out by then. Yeah. And you guys will be like, what are you talking about? You guys yeah. have all this stuff? And be like, oh, that was pre-recorded. <laughs> right. And now we're on Good Morning America. Right. You know? I don't know. But yeah, that's another one. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot of different, you know, areas where patience comes in. And I want to ask, like, what is this something that you are really good at patience with? And I'll start because... Okay. One thing that I'm really good with is, like, just the regular day-to-day stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. it always, almost in a sense, bothers me when I see people just in a rush all the time. Like, in the line at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, I've said it to my husband sometimes. Like, we'll be at the grocery store, and he'll be like, oh, my God, this line is too long. There's that, Mm -hmm. we should have got over here. That one's shorter. What's taking so long? And I'm like... We literally are going home to cook. Like, yeah. it's going to be fine. Like, it's, we're, what is the big rush? Right. Or I've seen people go around to avoid a red light, and I'm like, there's no way that light is that long. Right. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I understand sometimes you are in a rush. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. But all the time, we're not in a rush. Right. I literally enjoy, if I go to the store with a friend or I go to the store with my husband, literally standing in the line just chit-chatting you know what I mean talking while we're waiting I don't mind waiting in line I don't mind sitting at a red light like it's Mm -hmm. stuff like that I can't think of really many more examples but it's just like the Mm day-to-day things where you see people just in a hurry and you're irritated or you're frustrated you honking the horn at somebody and you pissed off because 
they took too long to look up and realize it's green and you're literally just going home to take a nap. It's not like you're on your way to work or whatever. So that's one thing I think I'm good at. Yeah. Those type of that's things. That's good. That's good. I think I'm similar in that. Um, I think because I'm so structured and I'm like, okay, this is this, this is that, this is that. And I give myself the time to mm-hmm. get it completed versus being like, even though there are times where I'm like on my way out and I'm like, dang it, I'm rushing. I'm going to be mm-hmm. late. But it's not like I'm rushing like a madman. It's just like, dang, I'm going to be late because mm-hmm. this was an unforeseen thing. But um, even in those moments, I'm not like, oh my God, you guys hurry up. I have somewhere to be. It's like, oh, whatever. If I go there a few minutes, I'm there a few minutes late. Um, you know, one area where I'm really patient is I'm really patient with old people. Mm. Like, it's just something about an old person that I'm like, listen, take all the time you want. You have <laughs> lived 80, 90 years. I agree. Listen, I think you I have earned the badge. Take your time. I have old people that come into my work, and they just tell me the same story every time they see me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, really? Wow. Like, I've never heard this story before. I can be so... Uh, when I walked... And a lot of times it's at work, because, like, I'm at home and I'm at work. That's my life. Um, but, like, if I'm walking behind an old person, I'm taking my time or if they're walking behind me taking my time I'm going slow versus if I was walking behind a 20 some year old able-bodied person they're doing that I would be like oh my god come on, come on, come on. <laughs> but if it's old person I'm like oh, take, take your time sweetie you're good I'm just really patient with old people yeah I'm, I'm like that too yeah. I, I remember like and I'll I'll even go out of my way to help them for like sure. if I see them struggling with something yeah. they taking oh, all sure. day I gotta wait for them to get their grocery cart mm-hmm. I'm gonna help you get the yeah. cart yeah like do you need something do you, yeah. do you want to get that for you I feel inclined to help them all yes, the time like it doesn't matter what if they drop something I'm going to pick it up right if they get ready to open the door I'm going to open the door yeah. like when it comes to old people like I don't know and even when they get mad it don't even like and they fuss at you we somebody just brought this up at work today mm-hmm. it was I, I don't even care when old people get mad at me and yell at me. It's kind of funny. And I just let them get it out. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it, that's good to have patience also for old too, people. <laughs> with people with special needs. I'm super. Oh, yeah. But I think because I, obviously I have a brother who has special needs. And I've worked in that mm-hmm. uh, when I was in college. Well, when I was in college the first time when I was younger. And um, I worked in it for a few years. And I am just so patient with them. And I, I see people getting patient or they look in the weird looks and they act in like, like, or they try to finish their statements and things like that. And I'm like, they're a human being mm-hmm. and they may be struggling with something because of this disability, but be mm. patient with them. It may be a little hard sometimes when yeah. they're saying, trying to say the same thing over and over and over again, they can't get it out, but let them do it unless yeah. they ask you for help. Like for me, I'm just super patient with those type of groups yeah. of people. And it's like, I always think about how they have to feel. Yes. Like, I think about if I had, like, a speech impediment mm-hmm. or a stutter, and, like, you... Uh, I actually just came across a girl on TikTok who... She does like speech therapy and stuff, mm-hmm. and she shows like her journey of going to order food, and she always acknowledges it first and tells them like, "Hey, I have a stutter, so I may." And it takes her so long to mm-hmm. order that I know they. I'm sure she deals with real people, oh, but I'm sure. like, imagine how she feels every time she has to talk. Mm-hmm. Like that has to be so scary I'm and anxiety. Sure. The the only thing that could make this better is you being kind, understanding, and patient, and you exactly. choose. To to be completely a jerk jerk and rude and disgusting. So, yeah, patience in those areas is, like, that's a really good... Patience is a virtue. It's a a really good thing to have, and I'm going to continue to work on it in those areas, Mm -hmm. you know, where where I struggle. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you guys, be more patient. (laughs) Be more patient. Easier said than done. But I think when you... um, I guess maybe a task for you to do is, like, write down the areas where you feel like you're more impatient. Mm. Uh, Maybe the people or maybe if it's a situation like work versus home or whatever the case is. Like, write those down. Mm -hmm. It's good to be self-aware. It's good to acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses. It's good to say, okay, hey, I need to work on it. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize and you accept that this is the area you need to work in, then that's easier for you to implement steps mm-hmm. on how to do that. And, and you know, it's going to take time. Yep. It's not an overnight process. got to be patient. Time. You got to be, yeah, patient <laughs> with yourself. Um, but take the baby steps like me and Nikki are doing with the podcast. Take the baby steps. Baby steps is better than no steps. It is, (laughs) yes. All right, y'all. So that's it. I mean, you guys know the spiel at the end. 
look at the description. Everything that you need is in there. Make sure you subscribe. And um, see, you we'll see you next week. week. Bye. Yeah.